Hello, and welcome to the Get Transformed podcast of Transformation Christian Fellowship. We are so excited that you're tuning in, and we hope that you will be empowered and transformed by the Word of God. Sight to the blind, excuse me, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. Verse 19 says, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Hallelujah. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. We are continuing our series tonight entitled uh, Anointed. And the purpose of this series is that we will discover what it means to be anointed in order to fulfill our God-given purpose. I want you to say this over your life. Uh, those of you who are in the room, those of you watching on the chat, put it in there and say, I am anointed. Say it with boldness. Say, I am anointed. All right. And so I want you to understand that God has given me this series to talk about the anointing so that you can unlock the anointing that he's placed on your life. Whatever you've been anointed for, that's what your purpose is on the earth realm to do. Are you hearing me? Say, whatever I'm anointed for. Come on, everybody. Whatever I'm anointed for has everything to do with my purpose in the earth. Hallelujah. So my prayer is by the end of this message series, you will gain a proper understanding of what it means to be anointed and that you will discover what you have been anointed by God to accomplish uh, on earth and answer the question, am I anointed? And so we often hear these words in church, but you don't never really understand what they mean. People don't really understand and break down the why and how, why, how does that relate to you? So last week we started off, a, we started a series with a message entitled The Purpose of the Anointing. A lot of what you hear me say tonight is going to be a refresher of that message from last week. However, God sent me to Luke chapter 4 uh, today, changed, my, changed uh, the direction of where we were going in the message uh, late last night. And so uh, we're going this direction for today. I also want you to put up on the screen uh, just for one more second. Um, talking about what is the anointing and, and, and in the there's two words one in the Greek uh, means to smear or rub oil um, and another one of the words of the Greek which means to anoint in Hebrew it comes from a secular has secular connections uh, such as rubbing uh, a shield with oil smearing paint on a house or anointing the body with oil and so the anointing, just to break it down to you, is God setting you apart for his for his um, assignment on your life. It is uh, when people were anointed, like I was talking about last week um, in the Old Testament, you predominantly saw priests, prophets, kings uh, that were anointed. Now, God did not leave us out of that equation because, as I said last week, first Peter, chapter two, verse nine. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood. And so the reason you have been anointed, um, just like the kings and the priests of the Old Testament. And the reason why is because, as we saw in Second Corinthians chapter uh, one, verse 21, and I will put that um, on the screen for us really quickly here um, as we no wrong one. 
Let me put this on the screen right here. Um, as it says right here, Second uh, Corinthians chapter 2, excuse me, verse 21. Now, he who establishes us with you in Christ has anointed us is God. And so that we have been established in Christ. So Christ was anointed as a priest, a king, and a prophet. And so because we are in his anointing, then that means we've been anointed uh, the same way. Are you following me? Uh, that we've been anointed the same way. That you are a priest, all right? Uh, that you are a priest um, and that you're also a king. That means you come from a royal bloodline. All right. Jesus is king. And so that that means that we are also rulers. We are also rulers. Um, um, when we talk about priests, oh, am I a preacher? Well, let me tell you something. Everybody carries the ministry of reconciliation. And so that's what you've been ordained as a priest. Uh, believe it or not. Yes. You may not be uh, a pastor, but you um, are a priest in your home. You are a priest in your workplace. You are a priest, someone who has uh, the, the truth or the good news that will help to unlock and bring somebody else into the fold. Are you getting what I'm saying? And so you have been anointed because you are in the anointed. You've been baptized into this anointing by the Holy Spirit. You've been baptized into this anointing by the Holy Spirit. And so that's something that you have to, you and I have to understand. All right. That you and I have been baptized into this anointing. And then last week we were also just talking about, talking about the three purposes of the anointing, the three purposes uh, of the anointing that we saw last week um, that we talked about. Um, was to the anointing empowers our God-given assignment. The anointing protect, uh, protects us during the assignment, and the anointing is a mark of blessing. All right, that that's what the anointing, uh, th that's what the anointing does. And so we have to uh, understand that again, we've been given this God-given anointing to um, by the Holy Spirit. That this is not something that man can manufacture. All right. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Brandon Hill, the senior pastor of Transformation Christian Fellowship, and I am so glad that you're tuned in right now. Listen, it is through your generosity where we're able to do what we do here at TCF. Listen, if you feel led to give at any part of the service, please text TCF1 to 77977 or you can give on our website. Listen, as you give, you allow us to continue the, our outreach efforts as well as to maintain the ministry that we do here at TCF in the Maryland area to connect more lives to the transforming power and love of Jesus Christ. I pray that God will bless you as you give today. And remember, transformation starts here. When we talked about, when we're talking about in the New Testament under this new dispensation, with Jesus, we being anointed in the anointed, I want to make sure that you understand the difference. In the Old Testament, when someone was anointed, that means only specific individuals were anointed for a specific purpose. And when and and if they messed up, then that anointing could be stripped or taken away from them. Are you get what I'm saying? And so let's use for an example, um, we had Saul in the Old Testament. Saul was anointed. Uh, at first, he started off obedient, um, but then, you know, he he uh, out of out of a uh, couple of times of his disobedience, God decided to take the spirit away from him, the anointing away from him. 
And so in the Old Testament, uh, that's why David prays, like, Lord, don't take your spirit from me. Because in the Old Testament, the spirit of God could be taken away from you. All right. Now, because of Jesus Christ, his death, his burial and his resurrection, because of this new dispensation, ladies and gentlemen, that Christ has established through his blood, the Holy Spirit cannot be taken away from you. All right. The Holy Spirit cannot be taken away from you. All right. It cannot be. He cannot be stripped from you. All right. Now have to understand the reason why he cannot be stripped from you. If you truly have received the spirit is because of grace. Are you get what I'm saying? Grace is, 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 is the reason why the spirit of God cannot be taken from you. If you truly have the spirit of God living in you. All right. Now that's the difference between the anointing of the old Testament and the anointing of the new. That the anointing cannot be taken away from you. Now, I will like to say this. While we fall short of the glory of God. And you say, Pastor, there's been different pastors with scandal and stuff like that to come out of them. Does that mean that they're still anointed? Yes, they are still anointed. But I want to make this very clear to you. There's a difference between you can still be anointed, but God will never. Well, let me put it this way. God will is not obligated to bring you back to platforms that you lost due to your disobedience. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah, you can still probably preach. Yes, you can still pray. But guess what? You will never have that type of level of responsibility that you once had because you have proven that you cannot be trusted with it. That's why many men and women of God pray for second chance. Like if I can get that chance again, because that's why you cannot take your anointing for granted. You cannot take the, uh, oh, I hear you, Holy Spirit. You cannot take the access your anointing gives you for granted. Because your anointing will get you in certain rooms. But here's the thing about the, if you got the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit comes to deal not only to anoint you, but to empower your character. And so you have to understand that, yeah, there's men and women, they're still anointed, right? But the truth of the matter is, is that some people may not be able to receive from you anymore because your lifestyle has proven not to match up to what you profess. And some some doors will close in your face and they will never come back again. And the reason why they may not never come back again is because you have not proven uh, your character could not stand where your anointing puts you in. Are you get what I'm saying? That's why I'm trying to give us this series now, because you have to understand your anointing is going to give you access to a lot of places. But the, the, the biggest problem is with a lot of us is, is that we want to have we we get the access, but your character will not keep you there. And then guess what? You can you terminate the anointing to some degree, because when people meet you or when you and, and when you start feeling like uh, it's all about you and you doing doing this and you doing this without God or anything like that, you become big headed to the point where as though that God can't use a person like that. So while you may be anointed, God will limit your use. 
<laughs> he'll limit your use. And I'm not just talking about preaching. I'm talking now for those of you. There's some people you, you may be good in different arts and fashion. Let me tell you something. Go to Exodus chapter 31. When, when, when God gave Moses, told him two men, uh, uh, a holy ab, uh, and was going to come and he was going to partner with Ben's, uh, Ben's, oh my God, his name, uh, Benzel, um, Ben, his name is Benzella or something like that, Exodus 31. Ben, Benziel, thank you, EP. Benziel and Ohol, and Oholiab, excuse me, in Exodus chapter 31. And, and, and they, ladies and gentlemen, were creative artists. They were creative artists, right? That God anointed. And the scripture says, filled them with the Holy Spirit. And so that is the same phrasing that was used for kings and priests that he anointed them. So guess what? It's not the, the call is not just solely for those who have a public ministry in the church. But if you're out there, if you're a worker or a craftsman or you are all of that, God has anointed you and your role is just as important as somebody who got the mic and so you may your anointing could lead you and get you promotion in certain businesses and certain different uh things of favor will come to you because that's what the anointing does that's in a benefit of the anointing you're anointing to use whatever your hands can create you're anointing to, to, to use whatever your whatever you come whatever comes out of your mouth and and your and the wisdom and the knowledge and the things that you have that god has breathed on will get you into certain places. But if your character does not add up to it, then you, ladies and gentlemen, will, will, will experience limited access to certain doors because of it. And some people don't care how anointed you are. Don't care how gifted you are. I don't want to work with you. Everybody got that person. They're so good, but some people will pass up on people who are very, very good because they don't want to deal with them. I'll raise my hand. There's some people I know right now. You get what I'm saying? And so I want you to understand the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament anointing. That's what makes this New Testament anointing so much greater. Is because it cannot be stripped from you and it's not limited to certain individuals. Every person, every professing believer... I'm talking about truly born again. I'm not talking about those who, who, who just say it with their mouth but didn't come and don't believe it with their heart. I'm talking about you've truly been born again. I mean born again. Those of you who have been born again, he said that, 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 that every professing believer will receive Jesus Christ. They're getting the mic situation straight now. Give me one second. It's coming a little too hot. All right. And so the truth is, is that again, is that the anointing is for all who believe and profess Christ. All right? And so here's the thing. We talked about the purpose of the anointing, but tonight I want to talk about to talk to you uh, uh, about this, that you need this anointing. You need this anointing. Uh, here we have it in Luke chapter 4, ladies and gentlemen, Jesus um, has uh, he, he's now out of that he's been uh, Luke makes the account that he was tested in the earlier verses by by Satan that the, after his baptism that the Holy Spirit led him in the wilderness to be tested for 40 days and 40 nights. Now, this is a different part of the anointing that the, 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 the uh, your anointing um, is is the, the greater. Let's let's put it this way. 
testing only strengthens the anointing. All right. Without your faith being tested, your anointing will not be as great as it can be. So certain things and challenges come in you and I's life so it can strengthen your witness. Are you get what I'm saying? That while you go through these things, while we're going through this stuff in life, as you see all of this brutality, all of this stuff going on in the world, guess what? That stuff should wake something up in people to get their foot in the game. There's not another speech that's going to be given to change things. It's going to take somebody who says, who witness, who, who, who recognizes the anointing on their life to step up and say, I got to get in the public service. Are you get what I'm saying? And so what I'm saying to us, ladies and gentlemen, is that to, to, to not only to validate the anointing on Jesus's life that he got tested, but even so it could be strengthened in the wilderness. So even if Jesus went through this process, what makes you think that you and I won't go through it? So everything that God or uh, tells us to do in scripture, he's done it. Let me, let me put it this way. If you have somebody, you will not respect somebody who's trying to train you how to work out and they look like you. I, did you hear what I said? If your stomach is, is in the same predicament minds is in right now, what in the world? And you call yourself a trainer. How is that going to help me? Now, my listen, Princeton can help me because look at him. He can help me. <laughs> EP just started working out. I'm going back to juicing this week, my wife and I. <laughs> you know, these birthdays and your cakes and all of that, do not send them no more. I don't want it. Keep them. You're tempting me. My brand cannot live off of that sugar. <laughs> Hear me. And so listen, and so in the wilderness, he was tested for 40 days, 40 nights. He comes out of there. The Bible says is that he was strengthened, uh, that, that he was, uh, um, uh, he was strengthened by the Holy spirit and in power. And I'll get into that next week, talking about the power of the anointing, right? The dynamic power of the anointing that he was strengthened by the Holy spirit and by the power uh, by the Holy spirit and in power. So he gets out of that and he starts his ministry in Galilee. He starts his ministry in Galilee. It's going great. Word of him is going around town. So now Jesus now goes in the place where he grew up in. Right. He grows in Nazareth. He goes to Nazareth and he he does what his custom is. He goes and and he goes in the synagogue. He opens up the scripture and he's going to teach. That's what he's going to do. So happily, he goes into the synagogue in his hometown and he opens up Isaiah 61. Isaiah 61, ladies and gentlemen, is a, a messianic prophecy of Jesus. Now, help you understand, Messiah means anointed. So Jesus is going to open up a prophecy about himself. Therefore, claiming himself to be the Messiah that the Jews were looking for. Claiming himself to be the Messiah that the prophets have foretold. 
And so he opens up Isaiah 61, ladies and gentlemen, and he read and he reads it. All right. He reads the word. He does what his custom is. And he reads it. He said for the uh, for and he says right here for the Holy Spirit, for uh, uh, for the spirit of the, of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Now, let me start right there. Like I said, I want to reiterate some things before I move on. And we're using Jesus because he's our great example, because here Jesus acknowledges again that his 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 anointing does not come from himself. Him being God and man, that he is subjected to the Holy Spirit. Meaning that all this is how the Trinity works together. Not only is he underneath his father where he directs glory to him. He always he also submits to the the anointing of the Holy Spirit. He says, for the spirit of the Lord is upon me. That means he's on me. Because he has anointed me. Let's make this very clear now. Is that man does not, man does not give you this anointing. Now here is the thing. When we lay hands on you, this is not me giving you an anointing. This is me affirming the anointing. Two different things. When I lay my hands on someone is not to give them an anointing. It's to affirm the anointing that was given to them by the Holy Spirit. When someone tells you, I'm going to give you this anointing, they can't give you anything. All man can do is is, is validate or verify what the Holy Spirit has already put on your heart. Or more so confirm. Thank you. That's a better word. Confirm the anointing that's on your life. That's given to you by the Holy Spirit. Man cannot give you this. Man cannot give you this anointing. This anointing only comes by the Holy Spirit. Henceforth, the reason why Jesus says, again, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. For because he has anointed me. Now let's back it up. And G- at Jesus' baptism, y'all, what happens is, is that the Holy Spirit descended like a dove yeah. upon Jesus. Right. Right. Are you get what I'm saying? To show again visually that he has been anointed by God. Are you get what I'm saying? Now, the reason why you, you, you need this anointing is because the anointing serves a purpose. Say the anointing serves a purpose. The anointing serves a purpose. So you are not anointed for the sake of being anointed. The reason why you are gifted the way you are is not because God was like, oh, I think you'll be good with this gift. No, it's to serve his purpose. I want you to put in that chat section, say the the anointing serves God's purpose. It does not serve you. It serves his purpose. That's the importance of it. That is serving his purpose in the earth realm. That's why Jesus had to be anointed because you cannot serve God's purpose without his anointing. Are you get what I'm saying? You cannot serve God's purpose without his anointing. Listen, I don't care how well I can look at this scripture. I cannot communicate this as powerful as need to be without the anointing. 
if I did not have the anointing for this, this would fall on your ears and it would be dull. You need this anointing. Say, I need this anointing. This anointing, ladies and gentlemen, serves the purpose of God. And that's why it's only for this lifetime. Because God's purpose is that men and women would come unto, oh my God, will come into eternal life through his son, Jesus Christ. And, it, and God chooses to use men and women like you and I, no matter what fear of influence you are in, to expose them to the kingdom of God. That's why it cannot be solely limited to church and what you do in the church. It has to go outside and whatever you do, if you are a fashion designer, if you are a, 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 if you are a business person, whatever you do, if you're an actor or if even if you sing secular music, however, you still have your faith all out on the line that still proves and serves God's purposes. If you believe it, say, I hear you. And so what I'm telling you is, is that it serves God's purpose. You have to realize that what you have serve God's purpose. And you have to be and you have to be and you have to be uh, 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 content with whatever purpose he placed in your heart to do. You don't want to like you don't like this one. Because the truth of the matter is, if I do a poll of all of you all in this room, you don't see, you wouldn't want to see yourself in this, in this type of position. Why didn't God empower me for that thing or this thing, something that I thought I really wanted to do? That's what you would want to be at. But that ain't serving his purpose. Let me help you. Whatever is going to serve God's purpose is what's going to bless your life. Because God has a network of people that because of that anointing he placed on your life, if your anointing could just, if you would just be surrendered to him and really allow him to use you in that network that God is sending you to, then guess what? Some of us are missing blessings because you're running. You're running from your anointing and you're missing out on blessing and you're trying to manufacture blessings that God is saying that is already open to you if you would just receive and accept and activate the anointing on your life. Say, I need this anointing. I need this anointing. I need this anointing from the Holy Spirit. This anointing from the Holy Spirit. This is the great thing about the anointing of the Holy Spirit is this, is that God can use what I have and his super hits my natural. And with his super hitting my natural, there are some things I'm not qualified based upon what I naturally got. But because of his anointing, his super can hit my natural and it will, it will give me accesses to places and, and I can think things and say things and begin to solve problems that other people cannot solve because the anointing of the Holy Spirit is upon me. Are you hearing me? Say, I need this anointing. I need an anointing that is not of this earth. Hallelujah. What better is it to have, oh my God, the anointing of the Holy Spirit that is all infinite in wisdom. 
and knowledge and be able to, to, to implement that wherever I am. He said the anointing of God is upon me. He's saying it's upon me. Now let's, go, let's work with this for a second. Because the anointing, should, you, you should be anointed and begin to, and you should be able, and we're going to get there in this series, to identify what you've been anointed for. So Jesus, through Isaiah, is identifying and signifying what he's been anointed for. He's saying, I have been anointed. So we move from, okay, I've been anointed to do what? Did you see what to? You see, to preach. He has done what? Not only to do something, but he sent me somewhere. You need this anointing that will give you clarity to your purpose, will send you somewhere. And not only to sin, but also to set. Are you hearing me? I have an anointing to do something. I have an anointing and I've been sent. And also I have an anointing to set. Here's the thing. I've been anointed to preach. I've been anointed to preach the gospel to the poor. This is what Jesus is saying. So I'm anointed. All of us are anointed to share the faith. To share the gospel. Are you getting what I'm saying? Especially Jesus saying to the poor, because people didn't realize that they were poverty stricken. Even those who even those who were naturally poor, there were people who were better off that were spiritually poor. He's not just referring to people who didn't have money. He's referring to every person that does not have the Holy Spirit in them are are, are impoverished. Are you get what I'm saying? You're impoverished. You're dead. He's saying, listen, I've come to bring the gospel. What is that? Good news. Good tidings. Yes, You've been hearing all the bad, bad. Here's the good news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you something. I, let me tell you. Oh, my God. Help me. Help me in here now because I know this is going to upset a lot of people when I say this. The truth of the matter is when you look at what's going on in our world, there's so many people infected by the bad news. That there's not enough good news of the, of, of the gospel, good tidings to really change the hearts of men. Let me tell you something. Until men come under the, un, the hear this gospel, you will still see all of this violence and all of this stuff in the world. Let me tell you something. The reality of it is this. And I know people don't want to hear this, but it's the truth. When you bring the gospel and enforce and, and, and to a region, you will see the effects of the gospel by what's happening in the community. Can I give you some history? In America, when, uh, in, 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 back in the 20th century, when there was a great revival that happened, in, uh, that happened in Chicago, there was, let me tell you something, crime was down so much so. Matter of fact, let me move back. It's the 19th century. Crime came down so much so because people were, 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 were tied up into this gospel. Are you getting what I'm saying? It is proving that wherever there has been serious revival in certain regions, and I don't even like saying the word, but serious revival in certain regions, you have seen communities take a hold of it 
and it begins to change the dynamics of a community. The reason why it seems like things are getting even more crazier is because people's want for the gospel is becoming so low. Are you hearing me? Whereas though, it's almost like you, it's almost like the last two summers and it's almost like we're experiencing it again, that here we go going on a, a, another cycle in the summer of all of these in, senseless shootings again. The reason why is because there has to be the good news. Listen, the gospel can change your financial status. I don't care. I don't care what they say. It will change your financial status. It can change what you it can change your mindset. It can change your heart. Oh, he's preaching prosperity. No, I'm not. Well, yes, I am. I'm preaching that your soul can prosper. Because you don't see that your soul can prosper because you're poverty stricken. When you're stricken by poverty, you don't care. You just need something. Are you getting what I'm saying? When you're stricken by poverty, if you don't understand, see, you will stay in poverty if you don't know that there's something better. Are you getting what I'm saying? There's people who are out there poor don't know that they can have a, they can have it better spiritually. So I've been anointed to the poor. Here he goes. He said he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. So he sent me to a broken people. Do you hear me? He sent you to a broken people. There's friends you know are broken. Family members you know are broken. You hear what I'm saying? This same anointing is what touched you. You were in poverty. You were brokenhearted. He came and he, he was sent to you. He's saying, I need, I, you need this anointing. You need this anointing that will set you free from your broken heart. You need this anointing. Say, I carry this anointing. I carry this anointing. This is anointing you carry. He said, proclaim liberty to the captives. There are people who are captives by their own stuff. Sin is very sin. Let me tell you something. You don't understand. You see, people overlook sin, don't want to talk about it, all that stuff. Let me tell you something. Sin keeps people so much so bound. Keeps them so bound that you have, let me tell you something. They got to be known that you can be free. You have to proclaim liberty. You have to proclaim liberty. Freedom is what the gospel brings. Freedom is what the gospel tells somebody. Listen, you don't have to live in captive in captivity no longer. The anointing. See, that's why the spirit of the Lord came upon him, because without the spirit, he can't proclaim liberty. Without the spirit, I can't really heal the brokenhearted because, again, it's the supernatural Oh, my God. It's the supernatural working on a natural vessel in order to bring this healing. Are you getting what I'm saying? Oh, I don't want to be used like that. Newsflash. If you don't want to be used like this, then you're, you're missing out on what God is trying to do for you. If you're scared to be used like this, guess what? You scared. You going you scared. Let me tell you, if you're scared to be used like this in whatever sphere of influence that you're in, guess what? You are holding yourself back on experiencing what God has in store for you.
and you will stay in poverty. Are you get what I'm saying? I need to finish. Here it is. He's saying, and recovery to the sight and set liberty to those who are oppressed. Now there's people who are captives and then there's people who are oppressed. You need this anointing because you can't go and, and, and unlock and, and, and set people who are oppressed when you're still oppressed. Without the Holy Spirit, you are oppressed. Without the Holy Spirit, you're still captive. Without the Holy Spirit, you, you're still broken. Without the Holy Spirit, ladies and gentlemen, you can't preach the God. You can't preach this gospel. You can't share this gospel because you can't share something that hasn't really liberated you. Are you get what I'm saying? You need this anointing because the anointing, this anointing is going to give you the purpose you need. This anointing is going to give you the identity you need. And this anointing, why you need it is because when you understand where it comes from, you will not feel any type of way about people not receiving it. What am I talking about? I told you earlier, Jesus is in Nazareth. <laughs> Jesus is in Nazareth. And they are hearing him read and teach. And they are marveling at it. They can't believe that this guy who they knew, Mary's son, is teaching like this. Wait a minute. No good thing can come out of Nazareth. When you know, when you have this anointing, there's people who are close to you will not believe the type of way that you're moving and operating in is because of their proximity. And if you're so busy trying to get every and anybody's approval that you don't need because you already been approved by the Holy Spirit because the anointing is a marker of this blessing on your life. That's why Jesus wasn't phased. Okay, you ain't really gonna receive me here. I'm good. Let me move on. You get what I'm saying? There are certain places that you can't be in a long time and can't do certain things in because they so used to, oh, I remember when little Dom, he was growing up in the church and you know, he had snot bubbles. He was sitting on the front. Yeah, is he preaching like this? Come on, I can't believe this. I remember when Brandon was just growing up. He was sitting next to his daddy in the front row. I can't believe that he preaching like this. I can't believe he didn't growing up like this. And they're so stuck on what they knew you as and they can't receive this anointing are you hearing me tonight so I don't care about that when you understand the anointing that you need this anointing when you understand that where it comes from you understand that man can't give it to you and man cannot tell you That's why I need this anointing. This anointing will give me confidence. It will give me boldness. Let me end on this. There was, <laughs> let me end like this. Uh, the disciples, all cowards. Are you hearing me? Peter said, I wouldn't betray you. Jesus said, oh, yes, you will. <laughs> when that rooster crowed. <laughs> you would have been betrayed me three times there, Peter. Never. Never, never. I won't do this to you, my Lord. 
<laughs> I was watching Mortal Kombat movie last night, so <laughs> you know. <laughs> It is good, so I do encourage you to watch that. Even though they put a character in it that wasn't even on the game, that's a little <laughs> that's a story for another day. But let's bring it back home. <laughs> Judas said, "Is it I, my lord?" Jesus says, "You know." <laughs> I hate when people who know they've been talking about your back. <laughs> you hear what I'm saying? Yeah, I hate when people know. Like they, I can't believe. Like you know, you know. You know. <laughs> you know. Right? You already know. Peter said, I'll lay my life down on the line for you. Jesus. All right, Peter. Whatever. This is Brandon's edition of the gospel. Of the last days. It's <laughs> a count. They go there. They come and arrest Jesus. All of them scatter. John stills around. That's why John says, I'm the disciple Jesus loved. You always got one who will stay with you. Let me tell you something. You don't got to have many. You just need that one friend that will be there to the death. You get what I'm saying? Let's bring it back. So, all of them are gone. The woman come in there, they, Jesus on trial, the woman come. Hey, ain't you, you look familiar. You were hanging around that man in Nazareth. He said, no, woman, that ain't me. That ain't me, woman. No, another person said, no, that's you. We've seen you with the man in Nazareth. No, it's not. I don't even know that man. I don't know him. And when that rooster crowed, Peter just really just couldn't believe it. All of them have gone away from Jerusalem. They all scattered because guess what? They were afraid that their lives were on the line because they are around Jesus. He was a radical to their eyes. So what happens is they all run. Now Jesus gets up. He gets up. Mary comes to the tomb. She really didn't recognize him at first. And when she did, she wanted to hug him. Jesus said, back up, hold up. You can't really touch me like that. This is a glorified body here. <laughs> what you doing you can't touch me like that you feel me he says go back tell the brothers tell them tell them I'm, I'm alive they're all in Galilee somewhere Jesus comes in the room shows himself to them right again they're all cowards shows himself there in this room cooped up I would be afraid too my life is on the line. But Jesus tells them, hey, go back into Jerusalem. Wait there. Wait for the gift. That's what he tells them. Wait for the gift of God. He told them about the gift back in John. He told them, he told them you, you want to get this gift, right? And, and so he tells them to go back. So they go back to Jerusalem. After seeing him ascend, Angels look at them. The angels of the Lord told them, what are y'all still doing? Go. This is Acts chapter 1 now. Acts chapter 2 comes 50 days later. So Jesus, Jesus showed signs and proofs for 40 days. 10 days after he ascended, 
The Holy Spirit then descended. Acts chapter 2. All right. Holy Spirit fills them with boldness. They were once cowards. Now Peter gets up in front of everybody and Acts chapter 2 and starts to preach. Later down, they heal a man at the gate called Beautiful. In Acts chapter 4. Well, Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 4, they're asking them like, hey, what, who, in whose name you do this in? Whose name you do this in? They said Jesus. They didn't care. They was like, wait a minute. These men don't look the same. <laughs> what I'm telling you is the anointing will change your attitude. It will change. It will give you confidence that you did not have before. You will operate in such a way that is different from what you are, from what you uh, uh, are, no, what your behavior will normally be out of fear and give you the confidence of the Holy Ghost to take on the assignment that God has given them and they did it until the death. Why? Because they were convinced and they had this anointing. That's why you need this. If you don't have it, you will not feel confident to complete what God has given you. You will not feel confident to go with full force. You won't. And guess what? You will not be confident to stand in the midst of trial without this anointing. That's why you need this anointing because Jesus would not have been able to withstand the beating. He wouldn't have been able to upstand, withstand the cross if he did not have the anointing. That's why the spirit of the Lord was upon me. He has anointed me. And through all of this, his, his, his death is what accomplished everything that you've seen there. Not only that, but he actually did it. He gave sight to the blind. He proclaimed, uh, he proclaimed liberty to those who were captives. He set to set at liberty those who were oppressed. He unlocked them by giving them a newfound way. That's through him. Are right, you get what I'm saying? Say, I need this anointing. Stand your feet. I'm finished. I'm finished. Hallelujah. You need this anointing. Listen, if you're not saved, I give you Jesus Christ tonight. I give you Jesus Christ. Listen, uh, the only way you receive this anointing is by believing that Jesus Christ is Lord. You don't receive it outside of it. You got to believe that Jesus Christ is Lord. You got to profess with your mouth. You got to believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. Once you do that, the Holy Spirit baptizes you in this anointing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Thanks for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. We hope that you subscribe so that you can continue to be empowered by the latest podcast. For more information on Transformation Christian Fellowship, visit our website at transformationchristianfellowship.org or download our free mobile app on the App Store or Google Play Store. If you would like to support this ministry, simply text TCF1 to 77977. We thank you for your generosity and for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. And remember, transformation starts here.